almost daily devotion. We're going to be in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 9 and we're going to start with the first verse and it goes like this. Listen Israel, today you will cross the Jordan River to enter and take possession of nature, nations larger and more powerful than you, along with huge cities with fortifications that reach to the sky. These people are large and tall. They are the Anakim. You know and have heard what people say. Who can stand up to the Anakim? Know right now that the Lord your God who is crossing over before you is an all-consuming fire. He will wipe them out. He will subdue them, subdue them before you. Then you will take possession of their land, eliminating them quickly exactly as the Lord told you. Once the Lord your God has driven them out before you, don't think to yourself, it's because I'm righteous that the Lord brought me in to possess this land. It is instead because of these nations' wickedness that the Lord is removing them before you. You aren't entering and taking possession of their land because you are righteous or because your heart is especially virtuous. Rather, it is because these nations are wicked. That's why the Lord your God is removing them before you, because he wishes to establish the promise he made to your ancestors, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So at least some of us, some modern Christians, at least have a problem with this narrative, with the narrative, the idea of a God who would send people into a land to completely wipe out all the people in the land. Um, this was the basis, this idea uh, was the basis of what's called manifest destiny. And I, I'm, I may have talked about this before, but it's the idea that there are certain people who are divinely given the rights by God to do whatever they want in order to take over the, the promised land. And it was an excuse that early American founders, British founder, British colonists, Dutch colonists, um, all kind, you know, German colonists, all kinds of people used to basically wipe out populations, all kinds of people around the world in different places. And we're still sowing, we're still reaping some of the seeds that were sown in that idea. I think that's a total misreading of what is happening in this passage. I think what God is telling the people of Israel, what God is saying to them, is that God is going to be present with them, that God is going to go before them into a difficult place, into the difficult place. And they're not going to do some good things. There's some bad things that they're about to do to some people who may or may not deserve it. Your judgment of, of the Philistines and the Canaanites and all that may be different than mine, and we can read differently into that. But either way, the people of Israel are about to do some bad stuff. They're about to be be some, some bad mamajamas. And so what do we do with these passages? And so I think here God is reminding them that God, if they follow God, they can do anything. That God is going to go before them as a pillar of fire, as God has got, been going before them through this whole desert experience. That God has always been leading them down a path. And now sometimes the people didn't do a very good job following the path. They didn't do a very good job of going with God to where God was going. They dug their heels in. They got lost. They mistrusted God. They did all kinds of things. And God is in the way saying in this passage, if you just listened to me in the first place. If you just listened to me in the first place, if you just followed me in the first place, we could have gotten here, I don't know, like 40 years ago. He's reminding them that they cannot conquer the land without God's help. They cannot achieve the goal that they are 
looking for without God's help. And that sometimes we get a little too excited about our, our ability to do things. We get a little too excited about the rightness of our actions. We get a little too convinced that what we're doing is what God would have us to do. And that gives us an excuse to do all kinds of bad stuff. God reminds them not to look upon their own righteousness, that it's not because they are exceptionally good people. It's not because they are really good at warfare. It's not because they have done anything special. But it's God's favor. It's God's actions. And so we can be a little, be convinced of our own intentionality, the the things, the choices that we make are good, that we are going the way God leads us, that we are doing the right thing, that we are going to get there because we are exceptionally smart and talented and beautiful and brave and strong. But the truth is nothing that we accomplish is because of how good we are, but instead of how good God is. And it gives us a different intentionality to life. It's not about what I want, not about what I can do, but it's about what God can do through me if I just follow. I keep my eyes focused on the fire. God is good. We are so very often not. And we need to be okay with that. God bless.